Alright guys, welcome to episode 137 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. This week we talk about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We talk about You Hurt My Feelings, uh, The Boogeyman, The Little Mermaid, uh, A Trip to the Beach, The Incredibles, Street Fighter VI, Mission Impossible, The Little Mermaid. I might have already said that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we talk about The Simpsons, uh, A Return to Form. Uh, and then we talk about whatever fucking Facebook reels that ever's been coming across. <laughs> the algorithms got my man in a chokehold. They got me. I can't look away. <laughs> but first. start with some things we've been doing or watching lately i'll let you start you've got a few more things on the list than i do mm -hmm. yeah i got a bunch of stuff but i think some of them are just well, could be quickly summarized in one or two sentences but i'll start with the big one of <clears throat> of the week and that's uh spider-man across the spider-verse um so this is a sequel to the 2018 oscar-winning movie um into this you know spider-man into the spider-verse um and uh, yeah, it was fantastic. It was great, right? It was, you know, it, it's really, really I've good. Seen nothing I, but good things. Yes, it was fantastic. Um, do you think you're going to see it, or are you going to yes, wait until it's uh, on, on I'm um, find a way. streaming? Or yeah, I'm definitely going to find a way to to listen to it or watch it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely should. Yeah, I definitely think it's one that's worth seeing in theaters. I think it looks great. Um, we saw it last Thursday, and the, it was a packed audience. And uh, it was it was awesome. It's just the, the the audience was great. The movie was great. I mean, I gave it a five out of five. Like it's fantastic. Like I think it, it's it's um, one of those where it improves on the first one in almost every aspect. I think some some things from the first one are just too good that you can't even improve on. Um, but I think everything you know, it's a sequel that takes everything from the first one and adds to it. I think um, I think the animation is just like fucking it just like breaks your brain like how they like could have potentially come up with something like all the stuff that they do and, and how they put it together and how you know they had three directors working on it and you yeah. just kind of wonder like like how like how how did it even like how do you go from writing it to doing <laughs> it to like putting it together and doing sounds and stuff because it's and then so, so the movie as a whole um like, are you aware that it's a it's a part one of two, right? Like, do you know that that it's? That's I did a, not. So there'll oh, be an across the universe or across the Spider Verse two. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So the third one's Beyond the Spider Verse, and it's coming out next March. Um, and they pulled a, uh, you know, like a, Back to the Future two, Matrix Reloaded, Pirates of the Caribbean two and three, where they just you know made one bit. I mean, they didn't make one. They made one huge big production. That made two movies. I don't want to say they made one big movie and you know sliced it in half because I think that's too too simple, right? They probably you know, they, but they instead of taking a break, re, you know, writing the third one, they just went ahead and wrote the whole fucking things, both of them, and then are just gonna like do them all, kind of like Avatar movies, the ones that, the way that they're doing the Avatar movies. Yeah. And so this one, um, 
works as a movie on its own. I think, from at least for me, I've seen some people complain that it doesn't, but for me, I, I thought it did because one of the characters, one of the main characters, has like a whole arc. Um, so even if some things get left untreated as a movie, it works because one of them goes through a change. You know, something happens, right? And if you com- if you you know the movie opens with them and commits to you know it commits to them a lot of time, then you know you should, you know, hopefully you pick up on it as you're watching it and you don't just go, well, oh, well, you know, it, it's, it's not, uh, you know, miles or something, right? But right. Um, I think the movie looks great. It moves great. I mean, that, the thing was two hours and 20, which is kind of crazy for an animated movie. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it just flew by. Like, right? Like, like, when it ends, you just go like, wait, that was two hours and 20? Like, no way, right? It just flies right. by. Um, I will say early on, um. I had forgotten that it was... I knew that it was a two-parter. I had forgotten it. And I realized that I was watching a two-parter because early on in the movie, it takes a lot of time to breathe. It takes a lot of time to set up its characters. Like, Into the Spider-Verse is just like, bang, 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 bang. I mean, it doesn't take any shortcuts, but it's very, like, quick scene with Dad, quick scene with Mom, boom, 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 boom. You get what you need, boom, get... Yeah, it's almost like we talked about with the original Independence Day where, like, you you just get, like, a super distilled version of what each character is. Mm-hmm. And it works aces, and it like works perfectly, right? And this is the, this is not that, but not in a bad way. Like I think there's scenes with Miles and his, and his mom that sort of take their time. They're not rapid fire. They're more like just like a normal drama, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it was happening, I was like, this movie is kind of taking a lot. Of, you know, it, it, it's taking its time. And then I was like, why? You know. And then when I remember, I was like, wait, oh shit, next year, oh oh okay so then i think so that way that you know once this movie gets going and the next one i'm sure will be a little slow and it'll set stuff up it won't have to do all of the heavy lifting in the next one you know some of the heavy lifting is done in this one um i think you should definitely rewatch the first one i think there's a lot of things that i maybe had forgotten or maybe that i that i know that 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 watching the second one i was like oh that's a thing that, that they just mentioned in the other one i think it 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 definitely calls back to the first one in ways that most sequels don't i think most sequels just kind of go here's another adventure and in this person's life and you know they don't really serialize it but i think this mm-hmm. one does so i think if you get a chance to watch the first one i think i'll be good i watched i rewatched the first one pretty recently mm-hmm. um but also i've watched it like I don't know, like four or five times at this point. Oh, okay. So I think I'll be straight, but that, okay. that's yeah, yeah. good for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hadn't watched it in a few years, and so there was like a nice refresher. Um, but uh, yeah, that's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, like just, I mean, like a, it's hard to overstate how monumental it feels like coming out of it or watching it because you're just like, man. Fuck, that's crazy! Like, how do they, like, <laughs> how do they do that, right? And um, I can't, you know, there's like little things here, or there that are more spoilery, but you know, it, you know, basically, in the if you've never seen the trailers, if you haven't seen the trailers, I think you shouldn't watch them. I think they. I, I don't see any the trailers. Okay, good, good, because I don't, I don't think that they give anything away, but there is a really cool sequence that I think I would have been like, whoa, that just kind of felt like a sort of. Like, oh, cool! This is the sets. This is the scene from the trailer. Instead of being like, "Holy shit, this is insane!" Um, so, if you haven't watched it, don't, don't. Just okay. go, just, just straight up go into the movie. Um, but uh, yeah, that's yeah. Across the Spider Verse, it's you know, like I said, five out of five for me. Five out of five as a real, as a real movie, like not as a No Way Home kind of 
Well, yeah, this experience. is the best. Yeah, experience. Yeah, this is like a straight up like a five out of five like movie movie like you know everything everywhere all at once or Little Women or. Um, Do you think you know, it is like, better, worse, or on par with the original? I think it's about because um... I thought the original was one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. I think. Yeah. Top, no. Yeah. I agree. Same. Top, top two I, or three. I, probably. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think on par, but I, I, I do think some things are better. Like, the animation is clearly better. I mean, just the stuff that they're Ooh. doing is just, like... like the animation like, is better? That's wild, because the animation was outrageous the first time we saw Into the Spider-Verse. <clears throat> the yeah, yeah, this is... No, yeah, this is, like, next level. Like, ever, like it's just, like, like I said, like, when you watch it, dude, and you watch even just one segment of it, you just go, like... How like how did they design? Like have time? Like they, I, I'm like how are they not still working on the movie? Like Steven Soderbergh <laughs> when he said he wanted when he watched Mad Max Fury Road, he said how are they still how are they not still filming this movie? Like right like because he just couldn't believe that they had fit all that into that amount of time. Um, but I, I, I think the probably like if you, probably the story is maybe more it's tighter in the first one, but just because it's it's just you know, Miles, and then, like, a little bit of multiverse stuff, but it's, it's you know, it's him becoming Spider-Man, right? It's, it's much more like A to B, maybe with a little bit of right. splash in there, right? And this is a sequel, so it's a lot more unconventional, but it doesn't right. mean that it's not good. Um, but yeah, probably just on par, but one that, like I said, one thing that is definitely better is the um, the animation. Like, like notice, like, 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 clearly, like, I don't think there's anybody who's gonna go, well, the animation in the first one's better. Like, I don't, I think that, like, it's, like, probably, like, Whew. Impossible. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's excellent. Yeah, I'm about to get somebody to watch the kids. Yeah. Um, but uh, right, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Spider-Man. Uh, do you want me to hit something else real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll hit two real quick, and then we come back, and I'll hit another big one. So I uh, two really big ones, or two quick ones. Um, one was a movie called The Boogeyman that I just watched last night. I don't know if you've seen trailers for it, or commercials for it. It's uh, based on a short story by Stephen King, and it's just kind of like a a super solid, like two and a half, all maybe borderline three star movie. That's like like a horror movie that um, I think just kind of comes in, does what it needs to, and gets out, and doesn't really like try to make a splash like like something like Barbarian or even something like Smile last year. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's but it's also and it's also uh, PG thirteen, so it, it can't quite stretch its scary limbs as much as it wants to. Um, but it is, you know, a couple of spooks here, a couple of chills there, a couple of like the jump scares. Um, and I think the movie, the thing that stops it from being like, a, well, this is a, you know, cookie cutter run of the mill is, um, the, the central performances from the family. It's like a family that's being stalked by the, uh, the titular boogeyman. Um, they're great. Like it's like a great performance and like you actually care about them. So when they're like, in danger, you don't just go, oh, okay, all right, disposable <laughs> human number three. Like, you're actually, like, um, you know, give a shit. Um, right. I don't think it's one you should go out and rush to see, um, but it's definitely one that, you know, you should check, you know, pop it on 90 minutes during Halloween, check it out. You know, it, it's nobody's going to be like, wow, that thing stink. Um, <laughs> and as I was watching it, I was thinking something that we discussed here before where it's like, dude, like, these kind of just, like, I don't want to say bottom of the barrel, but just, I guess, ultimately disposable horror movies now look, sound, move, you know, operate 
on such a great level that they just never did, right? We've talked about here before about, like, the Friday the 13th movies where basically it was just like, put him in a cabin, you know, make, <laughs> right. the girl take, make, make the girl take her top off and then kill her with, yeah. like, an axe. <laughs> they need to be having sex before he kills them. Exactly. Like, just, like, like bottom, of, like, lowest common denominator, just, like, schlock, like, crap. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas this is probably the equivalent now where somebody just goes, yeah, here's three million, make a, sp- make a spooky movie that we can put and make a couple mil. And it, like, looks great. And it fucking moves great. And there's, like, actual, like, patience behind the camera. So it's nice that, that this is here because then when you get stuff like Hereditary, like Barbarian, that's, like, the next level stuff. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so that's the Boogeyman. And then um, the uh, next thing was a small movie called You Hurt My Feelings. And it's just a little drama. But I only wanted to talk about it because I think it's, like, so small. Like, the stakes are so small that mm-hmm. I was watching it in theaters. And I was like, it actually feels, like, refreshing that I'm in a theater watching a movie about, you know, just a couple, you know, a husband told a white lie and the wife's feelings were hurt. And it's about them like navigating and, and, and figuring out, you know, what's a white lie to help somebody. What's a lie to like that would actually hurt somebody. And I was like, wow, it's actually nice that I'm not in here. And somebody's going, you got to get the, the MacGuffin or else the world's going to blow up. <laughs> you know? So it, I, it, I don't, you know, it sucks. Cause I, I can't, I can't honestly say to go out and see it in theaters because A, it probably won't be in theaters by the time people listen to it. But then also B, like, it's not, you know, it's just, it's a, it's the simplest drama you can imagine. But I did like going to see it and supporting it because, you know, it is nice to have this, right? Like, it's not like, um, I was trying to find tickets for next Tuesday for this movie called Sanctuary. It's just like a little thriller. Um, but literally my theater, my local theater here has 17 screens and they don't have any screenings for Sanctuary because they're all fucking... Fast and Furious, Little Mermaid, uh, into this, you know, across the Spider Verse. Um, what's it right. called? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Transformers. Like it's all like these gigantic movies. So I was glad that I was able to like go see this little drama just so that I could like, you know, not. I don't know. Just like it, it felt nice, right? That I wasn't right. like, oh my god, Julia Louis Dreyfus, the dead, you know, the universe is in her hands, right? It's just <laughs> oh no, she's just a writer. Um, yeah. so that's you hurt my feelings. I, get, I think it was like a four out of five, just a nice simple drama. If I you see, at, um, I looked at the list here. Sorry, I looked at the list here um, mm. of the cast, and um, Tobias Menzies. It sounds like. Uh, oh yeah, that's the, he plays the husband. Mm-hmm. He is a guy that I've definitely seen before, and I can't think of anything he's been in. Uh, he's one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do see. I, I do see. Our boy, uh, oh. <laughs> Team Ken, baby. Oh, yeah, Team Ken, baby. I'm a no. And it was crazy seeing him in that because, you know, so you sort of see him in succession. You're like, is this like early 30s, sort of like sleek, suave, rich guy. And in this one, he just plays like a schlubby, like mid 40s actor who like can't get a job. And he's like, you know, midlife crisis kind of thing. So it's cool. I was like, oh, damn. Like, he's actually like, you know, like he's not, he's not just going to be playing like a rich, you know, snobby douchebag. Like he can actually like. Yeah, fit yeah. other roles. It was actually pretty cool. So um, and the other notables is I, I see they also got the uh, the woman from I'm pretty sure she's from Succession that ran the news station. Or oh yes, mm-hmm. Sid. Got. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then she, uh, I yeah, see uh, also yeah. the guy from uh, Severance. Um, uh, oh yes, yes, Matt Cherry or Zach Cherry. Zach, Zach Cherry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah he's that's like cool. A There's some uh, like guys I recognize and some. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I'm gonna say new and up and coming, I guess, because I've yeah. seen him in that many things. 
Yeah, and they all fill the roles really well. Like the the ma, like the lady who plays the the news cast, uh, the news lead. Um, she um, she plays like the mom of Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus, and they have these like nice little quiet scenes together. Like you're watching, like this feels nice. It's like a nice little change of pace, right? Okay. Um, and so that's yeah. Those are the two two sort of minor movies that I watched this week that I think both. It's weird because you know I, I'm people don't go to the movies. As much as I do, so I think people should go see like across the Spider Verse. You have to see it in a movie theater, right? right? So I think both of those movies sort of fit the same sort of thing, where it's like you don't have to see it in theaters if you can do, but you don't have to check them out when they're at home. But it's nice that they're in theaters because it shouldn't all just be gigantic fucking mom- mammoth monster gigantic right. budget movies. Yeah, there needs to be space for these smaller budget, like just make some money. Um, and, and, you know, get some, cause, cause every, I mean, blockbusters, big franchise creating and franchise continuing blockbusters, like also kind of have to have like big A-list actors attached. Mm -hmm. Um, so like if you want to maintain that ecosystem of having new people come in, um, you gotta have somewhere for them to start. You know what I mean? Like, so these Mm -hmm. smaller movies, I feel like are or better for the ecosystem as a whole. Right, um, right. And like somebody say somebody drops maybe not you hurt my feelings, but something a movie that's maybe of a similar size but maybe with a little bit more to say, something like Whiplash. And if there's not the space for that, then that movie doesn't happen, right? Right. And and not every movie's going to be at the level of goodness as you hurt my feelings, but maybe every now and then you get a really like a fucking diamond in the rough, right? right. Or right, so there has to be that space for that to to just naturally occur. But, um, but uh, yeah, so what, what have you been watching? So, I haven't really watched much. Um, this past weekend, we went to the beach, family family trip to the beach. Uh, nice, nice. I am naturally predisposed to hating the beach because I'm one of the palest men on earth. Um, mm-hmm. And the sun hates me for it. So... I don't. I generally don't enjoy the beach all that much, but we had a really good time. Um, the kids loved it. Uh, managed to avoid having the kids get sunburnt. Basically, that was a big win. Um, just uh, we we did a lot. I played some golf. Uh, me and Kalen went paragliding, um, where you're on the parachute and the boat's pulling you. Um, mm-hmm. That was that was pretty fun. Honestly, I mean. This is more just a personality thing for me. Uh, they put you on like a little inflatable, I guess, banana boat to pull you out to the main boat that you paraglide. Mm-hmm. That shit was more fun than the paragliding because it's like <laughs> bumpy. It's like yanking you around. And I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just, it's fun. It felt like I was doing something. The paragliding is more of just like an experience. Like you get up there. It's super calm. It's not windy at all. Like, I don't know how it works, but it's not windy at all. Um, you can just kind of like you, you're able to look around and see, you know what I mean, like as far down the horizon as you can. Um, so it's like a cool, calm experience. It's nice to be up there and see everything. Um, but yeah, that was fun. Uh, which okay. uh, which beach was it? Which, uh, which North beach Myrtle Beach. Oh, nice, nice. Um, so uh, I'm trying to think. We went think... bowling. Julian went bowling for the first time. That oh, was nice. a banger. Um, Trying to think. Did, um... Oh, listen, hold on. All right, I got... Go ahead first. What was Oh, no, I was going to say, I think I mentioned before that, that 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 used to be our go-to, too. Like, we like North Myrtle. I mean, you know, growing up with my parents because I it was, like, a nice, like, 
it's like Myrtle Beach, but you don't have to drive down as far, and it's not quite as busy, but it's still like you know, like a po- like a city, like a like a beach right. beach. You There's know? stuff to do. It's not right, like right. desolate, but so we two things. Um, we rented a golf cart, um, a little six person golf cart, mm-hmm. and just took that everywhere. Because, like, the place we stayed was legit, like, a mile and a half from anything. And you can take the golf cart on any, like, back road. Um, so, like, you know, there's run, there's Ocean Boulevard, which is, like, the main one. Um, and then there's, like, you know, there's roads that just run parallel to it. So you just, like, go across Ocean Boulevard, take the road going parallel, and then pull into the parking lot wherever. Um, it's, like... It's not that big a deal, but it's, like, way easier than, like, having to load up the car, pull out of the parking deck, pull oh, back yeah. in, park. And you know they got I mean? a bunch like, of fucking sand and dirt yeah. and shit in your car. Exactly. And, so, yeah. that that was great. All right. So, the thing I was about to pop off about is, listen, so we went putt-putt. And the putt-putt experience was not great because Julian doesn't really get it. You have to be kind of patient with putt-putt. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, it, it was fine. He Like, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't. Bowling was much more fun. But yeah. let me tell you, this this putt-putt place is called Mutiny Bay. Mm-hmm. So it's a little pirate-themed fucking uh, putt-putt course. Sorry, miniature golf. Someone told me that putt-putt and miniature <laughs> golf are not the same thing. It's like a whole ordeal. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so there's, there's, a, uh, there's a big pirate ship. Like, obviously fake. There's a big pirate ship mm-hmm. in the front. And yeah. it's in this water. And so there's, like, music playing. And there's right. uh, there's this one song that sounds like, you know, it's got, like, backgrounds of pirate stuff going. And there's, like, cannons. And so every time a cannon goes off, obviously the pirate ship doesn't shoot a cannon. But, like, the sound makes... And then, like, something in the water, like, poof, And, like, the water goes flying up. Like, a cannonball yeah. just landed in it. So that was neat, right? That was whatever. So we're on this hole. And... We get to another spot with a little bit of water. There's a castle, like a f- top of a fort castle looking thing with mm-hmm. like cannons on the on the roof. Yeah. Um, and so to get to this little puppet hole, you have to walk. But like there's a little like it's there. There's like a little bridge and then like some other stuff. And like you're walking underneath the bridge. So you're right next to it. So anyways, cannons are going off the little water, pew, pew, water coming up. So, like, I finish the hole, I'm on the end, or I'm at the other end of the hole waiting for them to go, and I'm standing there, and the, all of a sudden the music turns into, like, these two pirates talking, like, Dante, go get the blah, 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 we're being uh-huh. blah, blah, you know what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh. A, all of a sudden, a giant, and I mean giant, ball of fire comes out the top with a loud explosion sound of this castle. To the point where, like, the people next to the castle were like, oh, my God. And (laughs) I could feel the heat from, like, across the whole miniature golf place. Like, when that, we were close to it. So, the first time I felt like it was, like, real hot. Like, standing two feet from a grill, hot. Like, the it was so hot on my face. And I was like, that is wild that they did this at a butt-butt place. Like, what is going on? And... That was, like, early, and then it, it happened again, and, and Julian was underneath. Mm-hmm. Like, he was underneath, so he didn't see the ball of fire. They were all like, oh, my God, what was that? And I was like, you guys missed it, but there was a giant ball of fire that came out of the top of that. So we get towards the end, and we notice that song came back on, 
and it's not busy. So we like set Julian on this like big rock prop so he can see it. And we're like, just watch over there. And everyone saw it and they're like, that is outrageous. I wish, I wish I had a video. It, it is so aggressive for a miniature golf place. Like it's like WWE pyrotechnics, like more fire than I've ever seen. (laughs) Like that close, like a special effect. Like that was like a movie special effect. It was just outrageous. I, I'm for a miniature golf. Like, what? What are you doing? Like, I, I why say, is like, this where you put the like money? That. Right. Like, not even like my, I, my. Well, we never went to Popeye, but I, you know, when we would go to North Myrtle, we would drive by, and I think I mentioned before that I used to love the one that had like the crash plane, mm-hmm. like or the, it had like a giant mountain or something, and I'd always be like, wow, like, those are crazy, right? But then you, you, you know, they're probably like super. You're like, no, like, what are they doing? Like, I didn't even, I didn't even know what mini golf was, right? Like, I imagine, like, a Disney World thing where you go in there and there's, like, rides and shit. But it's not, right? It's just, like, like you said, it's just putt-putt, right? Like, it's, like, okay, like, all that for this? Okay, sure, but. Right. But why? Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it was just, I, I, I just can't imagine making a miniature golf course and being, like, and you know what the icing on the cake is? pyrotechnics like like we're gonna have like a fast and furious car exploding level of fire coming out of the top of this and have people walking right beside where it comes from and then not even like be like everybody um yeah there's no forewarning we were all shocked it's outrageous but uh so yeah that was that was my beach experience it was a good experience overall oh also we went to the ripley's uh took the boy to the ripley's aquarium uh, so that Ooh. was really fun. Nice. Um, we got to see all the sharks up close. They've got some cool little, like, they've got one section with penguins, almost just like the zoo. But they've got a tunnel, so you can crawl through the tunnel and then pop up in the middle of the tunnel and be, like, six inches from a penguin. Like, you're you're in, like, an enclosed thing, but they're, like, they're right like, on the like, other um, side of it. Why do they look like a, like a little, like a, like a dome? Is that is it like that? Yeah. Yep, yeah, like, like a little dome, and you can yeah. just stand up in there and be, like, literally fucking, you wouldn't have to fully extend your arm to touch this penguin. You know what I mean? Obviously, you're still separated by glass or whatever, but yeah, that's just a, I thought that was really cool. And Julian, like, like uh, my mom went in there with him and picked him up while he was in there so he could see mm-hmm. out the dome. Uh, it was really cool. So That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like I said, like, when we went to North Myrtle, like, we didn't even do any of, the, like, the little side stuff, right? We just went to, just to the beach, so it's actually, like, one of those, like, damn, like, why didn't we do any of that stuff? I guess we just didn't have time because we didn't really, like, go for long. We just went for, like, a day or two, usually. So right. it was, like, we're here at the beach. We just might, might as well go to the beach, right? So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's super awesome. I'm going to try at some point and find a video of this fireball going off. I feel like there's got to be one. Like, somebody else had to have is ridiculous reaction to it as me so what is, i'll find what something was like one game like well, they're they're fucking putting the game of their life right holes in <laughs> ones galore and he's about to hit like the best score of his life maybe even hit you know how at the end of putt courses sometimes you have to hit the ball and you like hit it kind of like a let's call like a skee ball right you yeah, yeah. Right middle, you like, get a whole uh get a free game oh yeah something like that yeah what if he's like right there and then he's about to hit it and the fucking fireball goes off <laughs> like, god it's... damn it it's such a wild thing um but yeah that was the uh that was the 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 trip to the beach so um what else you got going on um next yeah i just got um i was speaking sort of kind of of the beach i got uh we went to see the little mermaid remake um and it's about 
Well, I don't want to say it's kind of what you would expect, because I think these days, these remakes, sort of people, if I say, you know, it's sort of what you expect, people kind of anticipate, like, a subpar, maybe shitty, like, sort of soulless version of this. And I don't think that this is that, I think, when I say, that, you know, you get what it's sort of what you expect, it's kind of like, it's the same movie, pretty much, just mm-hmm. in live action, and they just added a couple things here and there. Um, but I will say, it's, it's it actually is good. I think... Um, I think it helps because um, Halle Bailey is uh, Ariel in this one, yep. and she's half of uh, Chloe and Halle, the the singing duo, and she's actually really good. Um, her acting is, you know, her singing is incredible. Her acting is actually, you know, pretty serviceable. I think it's, you know, above pretty good, right? You know, right around pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. So, and then she's got like little sidekicks like Sebastian the, the crab and stuff, and him, his. You know, like the the, the animation is kind of shitty because it's like real crap, but the voice acting is really good. Right. Um, so, um, have you seen any of the remakes, like you know, the Beauty and the Beast? And I, I mean, they've been doing them for pretty much like ten years now. Of like the yeah, live, they've been live doing them for version. a hot minute, and I don't think I've seen a single one. Um, I feel like I can't remember. I just saw people talking about them. I feel like the one that was the best received was the Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than that, I, I haven't seen it. I mean, I haven't seen a Jungle Book either. Um, but I haven't seen any of them. But I don't feel like they've gotten great reception. So. No, no. They make a shit ton of money. Like, The Lion King 2019 made so much money. Aladdin in 2018. Uh, Beauty and the Beast in 2017. Like basically, those three years, back to back to back. Just fucking a billion dollars each. Um, I think the Beauty and the Beast one maybe. Beauty and the Beast and Lion King, I think, both made like five hundred million dollars. Just, just, just insane oh, amount of money. Yeah, and the Lion King was not good because they tried to do like a National Geographic, but cats don't emote. All right, right. so <laughs> when somebody goes, ah, then it's just like it's a cat opening its mouth. You get nothing, right? right. And Lion was, Lion was serviceable, and Beauty and the Beast was good, except Emma Watson can't sing. So I think the reason that this Little Mermaid works is because every you know the main actress can act. Unlike Mulan, they remade Mulan, and the actress with there was not good. She can sing, unlike Beauty and the Beast and Emma Watson. And right. then she, you know the animals are actually emotive, and their voice acting is good. Unlike the fucking Lion King, where it's like Scar, you lions, are you with me? And it's like oh, I'm like okay. <laughs> I think, right. I think it is a little long. I, I don't understand why they automatically think, well, you know, it's live action, which means that it's uh, <clears throat> it's prestige now. You know, it's 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 not your your you know, it's not a, a simple cartoon. It's the real deal. We're going to fucking insert 30 minutes of just like filler, pretty much. Like, I don't know. Like, The Lion King was two hours. I think Beauty and the Beast was two hours. I think fucking Aladdin movie was two hours. So I'm like, what are you guys... Like, it's this... If, it's, if you're making... They're making the exact same movie, right? They're not right. diverting them. So, why are you adding all this crap? It, it, it's like, um, it makes no sense to me. Because, right? So, they go, we... This is a live-action thing. So, we have to add 30 minutes. You go, okay, cool. <laughs> So that means you're going to add other stuff. You're going to change story bits so that it, it you, you have a reason for making it. Absolutely movie. not. No, we're going to have everything's going to look the same. Everybody like Jasmine's going to wear the same outfits. But then, so then you're like, but so if you're copying the cartoon to a T, then why are you adding crap? We're if making you're every scene three minutes longer. <laughs> exactly. It's like just add like a couple of jokes. I add a couple of songs that are unnecessary. 
Um, but but that being said, I think this one's worthwhile because I think it is a good story. You know, the end. You know, by the end, the the, the movie ends. And you're like, wow. You know, that, you, you, it definitely feels you, you come out of it satisfied and say that was a story. I like seeing that story. It was you know fine, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas I came out of the Lion King 2019 like wow, that. Look what you did to my boy! <laughs> exactly, you fucking massacred him. Or like, just like, like I forgot what movie I was talking about. I think, well, I think it was like Meet the Spartans or some shit. Where I was like, that's not. No, it was something else. Where I was like, that's not. It, it's it's so bad that it's not art. Any, it's anti art, right? right. It's anti. It, it, it's human expression in a way that a fucking fascist would like because it's just like. It's like there is no mystique. It's just bleh, right. Yeah. Whereas this, I think, does have a little charm. Has you know, there's, there's clearly like they give a shit in this, right? Um, and what's fucking nuts, you know, wrapping up the Little Mermaid is so we're watching it, right? And you can imagine Little Mermaid, right? You know, her hair, and then she's got like a little like bralette thing, and then like yep. the, the mermaid thing, right? And like her her arms are bare. You know, they're just like she doesn't have jewelry or anything. And then Sydney was like, wow, it's crazy. You know, they probably like, you know, you could tell the, C- the hair CGI underwater because of the way it moves. You can't really do that, you know, right. with wires or whatever. And she goes, you know, it's crazy because, um, you know, in the, in the behind the scenes stuff. No, it wasn't. I think it was. No, it was her sister. Or maybe, no, or maybe it was a friend who went to see it with it. Somebody said, they were like, oh, you know, it's crazy that, you know, she's not wearing a bralette in the behind the scenes stuff because, you know. They probably just CGI the legs and CGI the hair. And Sydney and I are both like, because we've watched like a thousand quarter crew videos, we're like, no, her whole body is CGI. Probably the only thing that they kept was just like her face, right? Her Her face and like some of the motion capture of like what she's doing. Right. Like, like they probably just threw away the arms. Like, I don't know if you, did you you watch the quarter crew where they talk about Avatar, where they were like, we, we got this guy and he picked up, you know, they, we, we, um, we grabbed this giant tall guy and put a cord, you know, a giant pole on his head, and we pulled him out of the water. And this other guy, you know, he pulled him out. But people think, oh, you just erased the tall guy, you put the other guy in. But they were like, no, it just didn't look right. So we just erased the other guy's legs and put it in a CGI leg, you know, a CGI right. torso, right, or whatever. And I feel like that's what it was here, where it's like you see her face and you're like, no, her her chest, her shoulders, her hands. Her, maybe even her ears it's all cgi the only thing that, yeah. is, that 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 is real quote quote real is just basically from her forehead to her chin and it's nuts because it actually looks you know pretty good i think mm-hmm. you know not as good as avatar but i think the difference is that you know with avatar it's the people who are underwater are always the blue people so you yeah. can just you know make them look always great whereas this you have to sort of yeah, there's a suspension thing. of disbelief where like three right. people can look however they want to look. You know what I mean? Exactly like, right. Underwater, right? The, you know, if, if you had a human no underwater, uncanny valley for blue underwater people. Exactly, exactly. Um, so just the Little Mermaid. I, I think it's good. I, I think my niece loved it. Right. So it's like it's one of those things where you go and you stop and you go. Maybe you know, if if it worked for me, fine. I shouldn't be looking for ways to be like, well, you know, because maybe ultimately it's not for me. Right? right. So if it works for me as a story, then I'll take that and I, I'll just move on with my life and I'll, you know, I won't be like, like, well, I mean, I know it's, they're all, they're always going to be like this, but those idiots are like, oh, it's the woke and then the, it's like, okay, like, it's not for you. Like, if you like the story, like, I don't know. I stepped out of the movie theater. I told myself that was a good movie. I wrote, did, did my little Instagram review and I went about my life. Right? I haven't thought about it. So 
But um, I think, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'm interested to see in like 10-ish years to see sort of what the cultural impact of these movies is. Um, like, you know, growing up, did you watch a lot of like those Renaissance in the 90s Disney movies like Lion King, Little Mermaid? Man, right, like, so, in the 90s? Not a ton. I saw some, but not many. Mm-hmm. So I saw Lion King for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure Fox and the Hound is one. I remember seeing that. Um, I remember thinking that is... Here's the thing. I have never gone back and watched it. I remember thinking... I don't remember anything that happens in that movie. I think I've said it on here before. I just remember thinking that's the saddest movie I've ever fucking watched in my life. Um, (laughs) So, the Fox and the Hound, the Lion King. I never watched, like, Snow White, Cinderella. I never watched Robin Hood. Um... I don't really know what else there is. Aladdin, I definitely watched a little bit of. Um, I can't think of anything else in that time period. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I saw some. Not all of them, but some. Nice, yeah. I, I, I'm, probably, I'm trying to think, I'm like, which ones did I see? Because like, it's like, which ones did I see? But I, I probably saw like half, probably like kind of like you, like some here and there. Like you said, definitely Lion King. Aladdin, probably. I probably didn't see the, the, the Beauty and the Beast until later. So, like, oh, uh, yeah, see, sorry. Um, ba, 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 ba. Tarzan. I definitely Tarzan. saw Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. Hercules? Yep, definitely Mulan. saw I, That one wasn't a big one for me, but I definitely mm. did see it. Mulan. So, there, there's, like, a bunch in the 90s, right, where it's, uh, like... Beauty and the Beast I never messed around with. Um, yeah, same. So, basically, the, I think, you know, from the Disney Renaissance, it's, like, I think the, the Renaissance runs from... Um, oh, Pocahontas? Sorry. But... Oh, no, yeah. Um, that one I didn't watch. Mm-mm. That I, one was I, think one I might made. have watched it once. Yeah. Hunchback of Notre Dame never watched. In the same. That one, I skipped that one. Or I didn't skip it. I purposely told my parents don't watch it. I, you know, we just didn't watch it. But, <laughs> but yeah, so it's interesting because, you know, that's when they're making a peak. You know, each one's a fucking hitter. You know, like a fucking, like, a thousand. They're batting a thousand pretty much in the 90s. From, like, 1989 to, I want to say, like, probably, like, 1999 with Tarzan, the last one. Where they just, each one was just like, you know, home run. Um, right. So I'm interested to see where like, you know, people, you know, kids grew up on those like us and maybe kids a little bit older or people a little bit older or younger than us. To, you know, that sort of becomes like a cultural touchstone like Spongebob does. So I'm interested, interested to see like if these become that for little kids like my niece or kids, you know, who are a little bit older than her who maybe started watching like the Lion, or, or the Jungle Book or the Aladdin, the live actions, you know. So um, it'll be interesting to see if, if they'll like, if my sister will look, oh no, my sister, my niece will look back in 10 years and be like, The Little Mermaid, that's like my Little Mermaid. Like, you know, that's like a, a seminal movie from when I was a kid. Or if she's like, eh, you know, or if they just disappear into the ether. Yeah, I feel like they're just going to disappear into the ether because I just feel like, I, this may be stupid. And I know you said your niece liked The Little Mermaid, so this mm. may be counterintuitive here. But like, I just feel like going to live action on a kid's movie leads me to believe that you are just catering to the people that saw that movie as children. Like, can you name a single kid that would prefer to watch a live action version of the Lion King versus now I'm not saying the one that came out originally. Cause it, I mean, I'm used to it, but maybe kids think it didn't age well, but like an updated version of an animated Lion King with more vibrant colors and more emotive characters and you know what I mean? Like 
Mm-hmm. There's no way they would prefer the live action version. So that's why I just feel like I feel like they're not designed for kids. Like or at least they weren't made with kids being the audience in mind. I don't think. Right. I feel like they were meant for I mean obviously people. they're meant for kids cuz they're kids movies. But like they're like what if we and for the people who watch the first ones and then then yeah. bring their kid to. But like right. ultimately I don't think the kids are going to see like like I said, I don't think the kids are going to see that Lion King and be like, that was amazing. They're going to be like, you really like this? And you're like, nah, the old one's better, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go home and watch it on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm trying to think of what would be a cultural like touchstone for kids that are going to be younger. Like, anything that's come out recently. Oh, um, fucking uh, Moana, dude. Yeah, oh, Jesus Love Christ. Moana. My son loves Moana. Moana, yeah. um... That's what uh, they're remaking. Encanto? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what they were making Moana now. People were, I know people online were like, oh, that movie just came out in 2016. Why? Like, oh, my God. What a cash grab. And it is. But I think it's because they don't, I think, some people, some people kids on, online, they don't don't have kids. And they don't realize how fucking gigantic Moana, Mo, uh, Moana is, like, just, like, to, to toddlers. So, like, kids, like my niece. and, and Yeah, it's, and, like, it's The Last of Us Part 1. Yeah, exactly. Like we didn't, we didn't really need a remaster. I mean, I see business wise why you've decided that you have to do it, mm-hmm. um, but like it's wildly unnecessary and definitely a cash grab. But like, okay, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I can see why, right? But you know, it doesn't make it easier. Um, Frozen, like, like I think Frozen. Well, no, that Frozen's like that's the thing is that we go, what are the kids into these? But Frozen was fucking ten years ago. So they yeah, I was about to say I thought of Frozen and I was like, no, that's way too old now. Yeah, like because because that was my little sister who's oof, a big fuck up here. Ten. Ten. Um, <laughs> ten. Uh, she was super into Frozen, so that that. Yeah tracks i hope she's 10 because my dad listens to this and he's gonna be like you don't even know like we her birthday was in april it, not that long ago like we were there god i hope she's 10 um <laughs> but uh but yeah um she was big into frozen um so yeah i think yeah moana and kanto um i think those are the big ones off the top of my head yeah those are the uh, ones i mean they've released other movies uh here and there like Luca, but like I don't think Luca really picked up like the others did. No, and like it, I'm trying to think of other ones. Um, not Rick and Ralph. That, you know, that was okay. Big Hero Six a little bit. But yeah, I think Moana and, and Frozen are the two like big ones that like sort of crossover. Um, all right. So looking at some of these dates, uh, Turning Red was a pretty big one. I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so hard because it's like these didn't come out like I don't know I think people always go like well you know you don't the movies don't have to come out theatrically but I think the movies coming out theatrically it just it's it's like for me like people like it, people always go like why they, they I when I I work from home so I tell them I'm like yeah when I you know every day I wake up I take a shower I put on an actual people clothes like I put on pants maybe a t-shirt I put on shorts t-shirt and they're like well why would you do that why don't you just wear like sweatpants or like why don't you just wear the same shit every day and I'm like because if I do that then all the days just kind of blur, blur together because there's nothing there's no change it's just like ugh, right before right. I know it it's been June and it's July and I've it's just everything the same. So I do that, you know, so I can be like, whoa, that, that, you know, that day I got that call. Oh, I was wearing this. You know, it just, 
differentiates the days. And I feel like right. you know, when you put effort into it, I think it helps you remember things more and it sort of, that causes you to like calcify it more in your brain. Right. And I feel like the same with movies where like, if it's just on streaming and you're just like clicking, click, 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 oh, let me watch Luca. Luca starts and ends and you sandwich it in between three episodes of The Office between each, between each, you know, between on each side, then they just kind of like washes away. But if you get into your car, drive to the movie theater, get popcorn for your son, maybe he says something funny. You go, that was really funny and clever. I can't believe he said that. He's growing up so fast. And then you walk into the movie theater and then you watch it and you come home. It sticks and you tell your friends about it. And then, it, it you know, I, I feel like there's so much more. I don't know. It's kind of it's, it's sort of like nebulous thing that you can't really explain as to why something that's in movie theaters causes so much more of an impact. Whereas something that just kind of comes and goes like Luca, where unfortunately I love Luca or turning red which i also fucking love just kind of you know wash away right i do think i agree with you in the larger context but in this scenario the one thing i would say is that when i remember watching these movies i do not remember watching them in a theater and maybe that's just me but like i remember binging them over and over and over again on a vhs tape Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. So, I, like, I for, mean, like um, for the for younger kids, when they think back on a touchdown, I don't think like whether it released in theaters is gonna be a, yeah. a, a major factor. No, no, I meant like kind of like um, not after it's been not, you know not when it's like when you were watching it, it's because it was already big, and you had the VHS. Right. And, right. So like, but it, it it's like, it's very rare for a movie to come out, have nothing, come out of VHS and then it spreads on VHS. Right. Like it's, it's like Austin Powers probably one, but like it's not kids movie. What I mean is like a movie is like Moana. It comes out on theaters it makes a lot of money. It gets buzzed. People like it. Yeah, watch that's it true. And then when it comes out on Disney plus people, are, Oh, I remember that movie. That was really good. Let me put it for my kid. And then from there it becomes that sort of like, you know, oh, my parents were talking about this movie because it was really big a couple of years ago. And it was big culturally because people talked about it and there was buzz behind it, right? Right. I mean, just like at the like the beginning of it, like at the beginning of it. But then now it gets shelf life. But if, if a movie never has that and somebody goes, Turning Red, what did I hear about that? I mean, it just kind of came and went. I mean, I don't want to watch it. Let me just watch Moana again because my parents told me that it was really good because they went to see it. You know, that has been a years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Um, yeah, um, I, I could see that for sure. But, uh, but yeah, that's The Little Mermaid. Check it out. I mean, I, I liked it. Um, and then, um, I finished Dave season three. Really funny. Really enjoyed it. Um, it's on FX. Wait, Hulu on FX. And then I also, um, I finally, I finished the rewatch. Mission Impossible Fallout. Watched it this past Sunday. Um, and... It was great in two things. Well, the one, the little one that I told Sydney right when we were starting the movie, I was like, man, time fucking sucks. Because it feels literally like just yesterday that we, I sat down and I was like, man, one Mission Impossible a month. That's going to be crazy. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, I told her, I was like, I honestly thought that we were just going to like, you know, like, um, like, get like halfway and then sort of. Maybe like not give up, but be like, well, you know, we we, we aren't enough. But the fact that we actually got, you know, here is like, oh damn, okay, all right. But um, like, oh, half a year has gone by. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels the same as January. <laughs> um, 
but of course, I mean, I've talked about Fallout here before. It's the best one. It's the most like concise in terms of who it wants Ethan to be. It's the most, it's the best looking one. Like it, it just looks the best. It's the most in command. I think it's also the one that is probably the most twisty turny. Like mm-hmm. um, since the first one where it's like, oh, wait, that person did that because of uh, this. And, oh, wait, you just got uh, set up, double-crossed. Oh, yeah, uh, like that. Yeah. And it, it's incredible because I'm watching it, and I'm like, one more of these, and this movie's going to fucking collapse under its own weight. But then it doesn't, and it just keeps moving. And, it, and, <laughs> and sometimes you just go, wait, so if he knew, then why is he? Especially after, I think, the simplicity of two and three and then from four on four is still pretty simple, but you know, keep a couple of things in there. Um, but then this one's much more like, wait, that guy did that, but and then he did that to get to that because the brokers, you know. So, but yeah. like I said, like every time that you think movie, you're gonna lose me. He fucking nail. He he has this insane action scene that you just go like, what, uh, what the fuck? So fantastic! It's so good. Um, tickets Isn't it... on. What's that? Sorry, I saw you rank them. Uh, on Twitter, mm-hmm. and, yes. but the thing that I wanted to say, because fourth place was the first movie, um, yes. and like what's wild is that one, that the first movie's great, um, mm-hmm. two, like it is wild how much of a different fucking movie the first one is from all of the other ones, like, mm-hmm. like the first one, like you said, twisty turning, and then like. It's like a suspense as much as more than anything, really. Like, yeah, I don't, uh-huh. I don't yeah. really know that there's any. Well, sorry. Uh, no, there's definitely one big action set piece, right? Like that's yeah, just the, the big, the big one at the end of the train. Yeah, right. um, there's that one, but other than that, it's basically just like a suspense draw, like kind of movie thriller a little bit. Um, yeah. Two turned into just an, a garbage ass, like over the top action movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, three reeled it in, and but like it never went back to one. They're like, no, nah, like we're not doing one anymore. <laughs> like, like now nah, we're in it for the action sequences, dog. Like, like we're gonna we're gonna need to keep more of these in here. Um, yeah, and it, it it like, and I think we talked about it here before, right? I told Sid, I was like, this is the one that I think, per- like, perfectly nails who Ethan Hunt is, and it, it, it's sort of, it, and I told her, I was like, watch five and sort of start to get the hints of where they, they sort of transition him into this, like, like I said, away from this, like, I'm the coolest guy ever. Because yeah. he's, he's that in two, and he's even that in three, and something I hadn't noticed before, you know, when he's when he's torturing Philip Seymour Hoffman, he's like, I'm a tough guy. Ugh. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I torture people. Ugh. And then this one, he becomes who he is, which is this guy who has to do the right thing because it needs to be done. Even though sometimes, like, he's about to do something and he's like, oh, fuck. Okay, here we go. Right? <laughs> right. Um, so I, I, I'm so excited for these last two ones. Um, I, I cannot wait for seven. Um, but, um, yeah, Fallout. It, I was worried that I was going to watch it and be like, oh, Mike. Because I, I did, you know, I rewatched five and I was like, that was actually really good. That was better than four. And I moved, swapped four and five um, between, you know, uh, number two and number three. And so I was, I was like, I wasn't worried because I'd seen it, I think, in the past two or three years. But I was like, what if I put in Fallout? And that's, it's not as good as I remember. And it, <laughs> motherfucker, it was. It was so good. That final action scene is, it, it, it's, it, oh, it's so good. 
But um, yeah, that's um, Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, do you think you'll be able? You, you're gonna try to squeeze in the um, five and six before the next one? I got to. I got to find a way to make it happen. Um, so I'll, I'll figure that out one way or another. It's gonna be so fucking hard because of a thing that I'm about to tell you in a minute. But God, it's gonna be so fucking hard. But I'll, I'll have to. I have to mm-hmm. figure it out. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's 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 everything. That's 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 the week of, of, or I guess two weeks now of watching stuff. Yeah. So, um, God. All right. So there was. Fuck. I don't remember what we were talking about just now. I just wanted to bring this up. You talked about like, oh, this is that thing that I missed. Something like I just uh, you were talking about uh, across the Spider Verse doing a lot of like significant callbacks to the first one, and yes. if you hadn't seen it recently, you'd be like, oh, I missed that. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah. One of the things, so um, apparently the Writers Guild that's striking, mm-hmm. they yeah. like revised their guidelines on what they think people should be allowed to do during the strike, um, and so. Bill Hader continued those episode recaps. Um, obviously, Barry is done, uh, but mm. e- episodes six and seven, the recaps, are now out on that podcast. And one of the things he mentions that was a big fucking... I missed it, and maybe I'm an idiot, uh, but, like, the scene with Sally where she goes to the officer and then, like, backs away. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yes, the guy's eyes bleeding, right? Yeah. That is the same actor that she stabs in the eye in the last season. Oh, the thug guy? Yeah, that she kills. That she kills in the thing, and Barry's like, I look, I did this, I did this, that one? Yeah, it's literally the same actor. And so, so the guy that he's doing the podcast with got screener copies. And he was like, uh, Bill Hader was like, you'll like this. So you and another guy that you know got screener copies along with some other people. And we talked about that scene. And you were like, yeah, I didn't really get that. And I told you, that's the same guy that this. And then he was like, he said, and you were like, oh, well, this other guy that you know that I also talked to, he did the same thing. He was like, oh. So he said that like literally like the last thing, the last visual effect they did like and they added it in a fucking hurry. Was he mm-hmm. was like, "Hey, um I had a couple people tell me they didn't recognize who that guy was and it, Duffy Boudreaux, whoever whoever that is, he's obviously a guy that Bill Hader collaborates a lot with the show. I think he directs some of the episodes. He he was like he was like, "Oh yeah, I wonder if we just take it for granted that people will recognize him because we've been working with him." Mm-hmm. Um and we know him well because he's like this super nice guy or whatever. And so Bill Hader was like, uh, yeah, actually the guys if they can just put blood over his eyes. So maybe that's the thing that keys people in that that's the same dude. And so that's hilarious that like he did that at the last second he was like, oh, fuck, we need one more hint because a lot of people are missing it. And yeah. me included. I missed it. <laughs> I mean, I missed it too. I thought it was just like, I mean, so, I, I know like, it's the eye thing, but I, I thought it was just like she's just seeing that on, on everybody. Right. Like, right. Like, yeah, exactly. Crazy. But no, it's like, the same. It's the same guy. Like oh, it is the okay. actor. There's um, just been like the guilt of that murder has just, yeah. just like pops up and yeah. So I just thought that was like a thing where I was like, oh shit, I missed that. And that's like, yeah. that's one of those things that's actually like really good, right? Like, like, it's, like mm-hmm. it's like a really good directing thing. They're like, all right, let's bring back this actor for this one spot to really key this in. And it's like, damn, I missed it. Um, but that was that. Um, so 
two things I actually want to talk about. I only have one more on here, but I just remembered. Um, this is going to sound wild, but I watched a movie for probably the second time ever, uh, which is that I watched it once forever ago, probably. And I don't know that I watched it beginning to end or if I've just picked up so much from Osmosis. Mm-hmm. But I watched The Incredibles. Um, that movie's a fucking banger. Um, I haven't seen The score, Incredibles. Dude. That score is so fucking good. Like, it, it, somebody tweeted, you know, the scene where he's like um, looking up the, the heroes that died in that secret cave. Yeah. Right? It's like he just builds and builds and builds. Yeah. So, The Incredibles. Incredible, pun intended. Uh, but the... Also, I did for the first time watch Incredibles 2. Um, also a fucking banger. Uh, I, I looked and I think some people are lower on it for sure. But I, mean, I, think, I am too. But yeah, it's, it's the fucking Incredibles, right? Like, it's, right, it's still great. Like I, I still, there's, there's definitely some neat things they did. They took some swings and nailed them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe it's not as good as the first one. But I also wonder how much of that is like a little bit of nostalgia. Because I, I didn't really have any nostalgia for the first Incredibles. Because I mm-hmm. never really watched it. Um, and when I watched it for the first time, it was not when it came out. It was like years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't think there was a significant drop off. Now maybe there is, but like me personally, I didn't, I didn't go like, wow, the second one's kind of a piece of garbage. Um, I think it stays interesting Marvel. enough all the way through, uh, to be good. Yeah. Um, I need to rewatch it. I only watched it that one time in theaters. Incredibles the 2. One, the one complaint I did see. And this is weird because I didn't look up anything about Incredibles 2, but it literally popped on my timeline like today, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, was that like the the villain twist is very obvious? Oh, um, I, 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 I didn't pick up on it like, 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 um, what's it called? Consciously? Like, I wasn't like, something's weird here. But I didn't, you know how you can pick up story stuff because your brain's like, eh. yeah. And I think Roger Ebert always said, if two characters could easily have been one, then one of them's evil, and mm. um, and so he always said he's like you know the the guy and the sister is like what they they you, you could mush them together and the the roles in the movie would be the same right which is this tech billionaire funding them yeah so because it's two okay, you're like okay one of them you know your brain knows story you know you go story makes sense with one why two why two ding 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 why two right so it doesn't, <laughs> you don't go. One of them's evil. You, you know, your your brain just picks up on it, right? It's like an, yeah. it's like a like a like a vestigial appendage, that, like a ghost arm. You're like, what? What's this? Why do I feel this? What is this? Yeah, I don't. Maybe it's maybe it's part of that. I just I don't know. They they like. It's it's a uh, it's a little similar. It's not nearly as ham fisted, but it's similar mm-hmm. to how like Stephen King is like. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Jack is like supposed to get crazier as they're up there and then they cast fucking uh jack nicholson and he's like crazy from the get like <laughs> immediately like right like 20 minutes in he's doing the kubrick stare and it's like okay <laughs> like he's in the interview like yeah i don't need to worry about my kids um like but she has a little bit of that like from the very opening she's like kind of like she seems like she's conniving like i, mm. I don't know like i'm just like like from the very beginning i'm like hmm something's up with you like the answer, and and maybe it is partly that thing you said because the answer is either, like, she's the one that's doing it, or 
you're trying to trick me into thinking she's the one that's doing it, and it's really the super happy blah blah pro guy that's the one doing it. Um, but like, I, so I immediately knew it was one of them, but I did key in more that it would be her, unless they were trying to trick me. Um, so that's that's like kind of the thought I had. I did I didn't notice that on I saw that and then also mm-hmm. did did perceive that to be the case. Yeah. Um, um, I love the motorcycle chase in that movie. Oh, it's so fucking good. The, mm-hmm. pff, she splits brother, it in half. When she splits it in half, I was like, mm-hmm. that's the tightest shit. Like, how... It, all right, so why would a person that their superpower is being elastic and stretchy, Mr. Fantastic, basically, you're like, why would your vehicle of choice be a motorcycle? And mm-hmm. then she splits it in half. You're like, I fucking get it. <laughs> and, the, and it's so interesting how, like, we like that's one of the things I love about animation, and I think what, what makes it really hard, and, and think it's really on display even in across the Spider Verse, is that we've never seen a motorcycle split in two with a human stretching it like that, right? Right, and like, using it like the momentum, like the, yanking it, and like right, like using her elastic to like, and then, like leaping like, forward, right? slingshot it, it across mm-hmm. a thing, yeah. But like mentally, like the physics, you know, it clicks with us, right? Like we know how much things weigh, so when she's like, like squishes together and then like springboard he springs her her her, like her um torso in the front part up you make sense and then she like brings the other one back and like like and it like whips her around a little bit like Mm -hmm. she'll do like a flip almost you're like ah yes that makes sense (laughs) and that scene was so good that also that that the finale it isn't like i don't even remember is it like a boat right i think i believe yeah yeah it's on like a yeah i I hardly remember like the finale in yeah, and I think I remember one of the one of the best shots is when there's like a guy who makes portals and then Dash is running through them and he just sees like a, like a dozen versions of that like the the people because he just keeps going through the portal really fast like that's yeah. one shot I remember. But overall, like I was so excited watching the movie. I'm like, wow, that fucking bike chase was nuts! I can't wait for the finale. And then it happens, and I was like, oh, okay, I mean, that, that was that was okay. Whereas in the Incredibles, you know, you see the early stuff where he's fighting the 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 first ball in the lava, and then. You know, they're in the jungle, the 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 hundred mile dash where you know Dash is running through the woods to, or through the forest, and then the finale, yeah. the big fucking ball in the city. Like each one gets better and better. Whereas this one, it was kind of like, whoa, motorcycle, and that's kind of it, and it's not really much, you know, anything else in it. Yeah, I do think I thought the the last scene was pretty good, but you're right, it definitely starts off higher than it ends, and it there's mm-hmm. a kind of a lull in the middle. Um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, uh, really solid, both of them. And then the other thing is uh, Street Fighter VI released. Mm -hmm. Um, It released June 2nd, which was when I was on vacation. I was slightly devastated. Um, Luckily, the (laughs) vacation was good, so I wasn't too hurt about it. But um, I'm trying to, like, really put in as much time as possible with it. Um, It's really fucking good. I haven't touched any of, like, the online mode. I'm only playing the single-player mode. It's, It's so fucking good. Um... It's got, let me see, let me look this up super quick for reference. So, do you think, do you think that you, like, if the PS5 was the same shape as the old PS4, would you have taken it with you to the beach? Because, like, that's what I used to do when I would go visit Sydney's parents. I'd just pack my PS4. 100%. Here's the thing I have taken my PS5 somewhere, um, despite how wildly inconvenient it is. Uh, It's just, I, I had to go to Columbia, South Carolina for a work thing. And, like, mm-hmm. 
it it was like a task, but I was able to zip it up in a book bag just barely over the corners of the plate, like the little mm-hmm. side plates. Um, yeah. And I played something there. I did not take it with me on vacation because I've got like both kids. And so it's like, I'm not going to have time to just yeah. sit here and fuck with this. Um, get, getting I... kids to bed in a new place is... A, so it's not even like after after bed I'm good. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's a task to get them to fall asleep out of routine. Um, um there was a um the the idea of having to deal with that fucking plastic stand that the PS5 comes with. I just, I don't even want to touch my PS5. I fucking hate that thing so much. Like really? the little thing that comes in the back. Yeah, he likes turning it, and like I, I just don't like the. It like turns and then like slides down. And I'm like, wait. So okay, so do I hold the back and then? Oh, change I the thing? when I when I transported it, I just left that motherfucker where it is. Like I didn't even disconnect it. I was like, that shit just stays. <laughs> it just sucks. I'm like, how did you come up with this thing? Like, why don't you just make one that just you just clip on and it's just that shape instead of being like, well, you have to clip it on and then you have to twist it. And I was like, oh my god. So, um. Let's see, Street Fighter, Street Fighter Five. The Metacritic rating was, if I can pull it up, a seventy-seven. Um, Street Fighter Four, the user score was a three point seven. Um, Street Fighter Four was better received, um, but it's like it was very much just a fighting game. Like it, it wasn't. It didn't try and give you any content other than, like, it's a fighting game. No story, no art. I mean, there's, like, little bits of story, like, in character endings when you beat the arcade with them. But, like, no single-player mode, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not really what people were expecting at the time, so it was still rated well. Street Fighter Six is, on Metacritic, got a 92 and a 7.4 user score. Um, it... It's received super well. Everything's great. I think they've done some cool stuff with the story. Um, the story mode is great. You're like just playing an avatar of yourself going through this uh, this thing. They've done some stuff with the characters, like uh, so you know the main character of Street Fighter's Ryu, like that's yeah pretty mm-hmm. well known. Um, the the cover of this Street Fighter is a new character named Luke that was the last character to get added to the Street Fighter Five. Um, and basically they were like, Luke's going to be our face of the franchise going forward. And everybody was like, ah, that's weird. Um, and one cool thing I think they did is that they turned Ryu into like an almost mythological creature, like person. And I just Mm -hmm. think that's like a really cool twist. I think it's a cool way to give him the reverence you need to as being the face of a giant franchise for five games while mm. also being able to put him to the back seat. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, like his whole, the whole story of Ryu and all the street fighters basically is that he wants, he's, he's searching for strength. He wants to become the strongest. That's just like, you know, it's all sorts of stories like that. Um, and the type of martial arts that they learned, there's like a, um, there's like an evil kind of like heart to it, I guess. And you can ignore it, but like when these people tap into dire circumstances, like it can come out and it becomes like 
I mean, the, the very first example is he hits a guy in the chest and it leaves like a giant scar across his chest. And it's like kind of a, always a reminder that like he needs to keep his, he needs to stay under control even when he needs the strength. Um, yeah. It's like internal conflict. At the end of five, he basically like ascends. Like he's like, he, he, he's now like at peace. He's as strong as he's ever been. And he's not dealing with that. Uh, that that problem anymore, and so now, like in the story mode with your avatar, like people, they haven't mentioned that his name is Ryu, but they keep talking like your search for strength. Like, really reminds me of this other person. And it's clearly him. So it's just like cool that they've they've turned him into this like, like I said, like a mythological god almost, but like while being able to still just kind of throw him in the back seat and be like, all right, we're doing something new now with the story. Um, so uh, that's just really cool. The single player is cool. Everything's dope. The making your avatar is great. There's a bunch of customization. The new controls are great for new people. Um, I would, this is like a, I I recommend this to, I would recommend this to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, I know not everybody's into fighting games, but like, if you're it's a, ever going to be into a fighting game, I think it would be this one. So I think this is still one that everyone should try. That makes it's sense. It's like one that that like works for hardcore, you know, like a long time fighting game vets and, and and has rewarding stuff. But then also, you know, it's very easy to get into. Right? Yeah, like, that's one of the things that uh, everybody, even people that don't like the games, really uh, always praise NRS for. They're the ones that make Mortal Kombat and the Injustice games. Is mm-hmm. that while they are fighting games, they are competitive fighting games on a fighting game tournament circuit, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they have a legitimate story they want to tell. They have a story mode. They mark. They do marketing. They. It's it, it, there's enough cool shit that like it's cool for anybody, even if you're not good at fighting games. Like it's cool to do a fatality, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That's one of the things people have always praised about NRS games, and like Capcom legitimately was like, "All right, we can we can do it. Like we we just need to pull our shit together, come out with this great version, and and do these things that we haven't done in a very long time." And so I think they nailed it. Um, so definitely check that out uh, if you're nice. even the tiniest bit interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I, I definitely might in the future just because um. I mean, I'm, like you said, I've never really been into them. Just not because I, I don't like them. I just never, I don't know. Kind of like how you said, like, I think of a fighting game and I'm like, well, you know, I got to learn the controllers and they have to be fast. And it's like, maybe it's like too daunting. For the same reason that I don't play like a Call of Duty game. It's like, right. I feel like the boat left me behind because like the idea of getting on and be like, well, let me see if I can get on, get a couple shots in and then just, <laughs> just get destroyed every time. I'm like, okay. All right, that's, go. that's one of my problems with fighting games. Um... Not as much now, but, like, early on, was mm-hmm. that, like, after I play the arcade mode with whichever characters I'm interested in, like, mm-hmm. I would go online and I would just get demolished. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm done with this game. Um, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that could still be the case with this one, but, like, you may go online and just get absolutely wrecked, and that may just be the end of it. But the span from which when I started to when I get to the point that's the only thing left to do, much larger. Like, there's much more to do. Okay. Um, there's much more fun to be had doing all these different things. They added a lot. So it's not like... It's not like you play it for a week, you do everything you want to do, and then, like, there's nothing left, and you're just getting smoked by people online. They they they, they took their time. They gave you enough shit to do, so it's like, 
worth playing still. You know what I mean? Maybe if you're not, if you don't think you'll be into fighting games, this is one that like maybe you find a copy used if you have a disc version of a PS5 and you get it cheaper or you wait for it to go on sale at some point. Um, it's pretty popular, so it might take a while for it to go on sale, but um, definitely, definitely worth checking out. Yeah, because I was going to say, I was like, I don't even think that, um, like, even if a game is pop- like, these days, I don't know, like, what's going to be on sale early and what's not, because, like, Horizon Forbidden West is, like, 30 bucks. And, and I'm like, that game just came out, like, less than two years ago. Or, no, wait, last year. It came out last year, and it's already, like, not discounted, but it's, like, I would 1,000% buy it at 30 bucks. Yeah, I think I think the and Ghost of Tsushima actually had a pretty decent price cut, like pretty quickly. Um, mm. I I think the main I don't know for sure, but I think if I had to say what the main factor on that is, is like single player games. Uh, the after like six months, everybody that wanted to buy it is gonna buy it if they were gonna buy it at full price. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like, I think they know that, like, within six months or however, a year, like, if you really wanted to play it and you were going to pay full price for it, you would have already done it by now. So now we can put it on sale, recoup some of this before it's, like, old and dated. Um, I think, like, things like Call of Duty, Call of Duty is a little different because one comes out every year. But I think, like, massively popular online titles, um, I think they take longer to go on sale just because, like... If a bunch of people are online playing it, they're recommending it to other people, and then those people are playing it, and it's like a living thing. Whereas, like when you play a single player game, you finish it and you're done. You're not interacting yeah, with people it. anymore about that game. Right, right. So, okay. no, yeah. Uh, sorry to ramble on, but really, no, really, no, no, no. really solid. Nice, nice. Also, sorry, I, I, uh, I'm gonna try and send you this on Facebook real quick. So I've, yeah, I've also done this really stupid thing where I play I. Just started playing a gotcha game on your phone. Do you know what a gotcha mm-hmm. game is? It's like a Japanese term for like. So gotcha machines were like these little quarter machines mm-hmm. that like you could get little action figures, and some of them were very common, and some of them were very rare. And the idea is they they suck money out of you by like you just want to keep playing, like putting um, these quarters yeah. in to get the rare thing. Yeah, this yeah. is kind of like that, except there's obviously you can play it for free, and it's just slower. Um, so I started playing that, and so the thing is, there's a character named DJ, who's been in every Street Fighter game since fucking Street Fighter 2, I think, um, and I'm gonna send you, like, a couple links of, like, what he looks like, mm-hmm. so the thing is, he, he, in the, in the gotcha game, he has the Street Fighter 4 design, which is fucking, uh, awful. And so I knew he looked stupid in Street Fighter 4. And so the thing that I couldn't believe is that when I looked it up, uh, he's always looked like he looks in Street Fighter 4. <laughs> like, I thought Street Fighter 4 was just an abomination, and mm-hmm. he looked bad. He wasn't in 5. He's always looked like shit. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't know this. Um, so hold on. Sorry, this is a riveting podcast uh, mm-hmm. material. See, that's here. my secret cap. I've always looked like shit. <laughs> uh there's like one thing it didn't send it to you very well because fuck me i guess um but he's basically always looked like he does in that if you take a look at it yeah. he's he's a Bra- brazilian jamaican yeah, or, he's just like a, or yeah, brazilian like a... 
Um, like, what is it, like a cap- capoeira fighter? Capo- a little bit, yeah. He definitely has some music stuff. He's got a little bit of capoeira stuff going on. Yeah. But he's, he's kind of kickboxing capoeira mix. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's got these orange shorts that say Maximum. He's got mm-hmm. this, this like really shitty looking dreads. He kind of looks like an asshole. Um, it's just it's just always how he's looked, and it has never been great. Um, <laughs> so what I would like for you to do... Uh, hold on, let's see if this works. Yeah, so here's him in Street Fighter 4. You can see it's basically the same fucking thing. Again, orange gloves, orange pants. Right. The orange pants say maximum on them. He's got the fucking dreads. He just looks yeah. like an asshole. Um, he, and I was like, man, this is fucking awful. And I was telling you I thought Zangief had like the best glow up from Street Fighter 6. Mm-hmm. That's because I didn't realize that DJ always looked like dog shit. Because <laughs> I think DJ in fucking Street Fighter 6 is just looks dope as shit. Uh, so I'm just going to send this to you real quick. Mm-hmm. Here's one. And here is uh, fucking two here yeah here's two right here he just looks so much fucking better um, oh yeah and i was just like how did you even decide that he was gonna look the way he did before like how <laughs> how was this not always the vision um so yeah he just looks way cooler now uh yeah. so yeah uh street fighter 6 dj had a giant glow oh yeah uh, that's definitely yeah that's that, that's a definitive glow Right, like, why did he look like such dog shit before? Like, guys, could you come up with a more bland character design? It's like, let's give him some pants, and they say pants, maximum, and That's it, and he's black, that's it, like, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, big, big glow up. But uh, that's Street Fighter. I haven't really had anything else going on. Uh, is that basically close everything for you that you had going on in the past two weeks? I know uh, yeah, talking. yeah, in terms of watching, yep, yep. We had uh we had the bonus episode which uh will come out as of the time of recording tomorrow at ten mm-hmm. uh as the time you hear this one week ago. Um nice. for just Barry and Succession. That was that was fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's all we got for this week. Uh if you want to catch me, you can catch me at T Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. Um yeah, and I'm at Evercaster ninety two and I did want to uh, nail one one last quick thing. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um the Vulture uh, the the news article had an article this week called "The Simpsons is Good Again," and I have never clicked an article on an article so fast in my life. I clicked it <laughs> and I sent it to Sydney, and I was like, "I have been saying this for two years." And, you know, the season just ended a month ago, so that was season I think thirty four or thirty three, and then last year, the season of twenty twenty two, I think it was like half the halfway point where I was like, "Everybody like to make a confession." I still watch The Simpsons. I still watch Family Guy, and a Family Guy's <laughs> fine it just does its thing and it makes me laugh but that's whatever but the yeah. simpsons was actually has actually been like legitimately like really good and i think the article does a great job of explaining sort of what they've changed in the structure of the show and like how they look at the show and how it, it, it has been really um ambitious like some of my favorite episodes this season are ones where they go yeah but I mean, that's cool enough but let's try this or something like i think that the season finale was one where like Homer gets into a car crash and he's like in midair and he's like, it's like a, you know, right before you die, last minute, sort right. of, you look at your life kind of thing. It's really cool. So I think if you, if you are on the fence about watching episodes, check out the article because I think it also does a great job of saying like, you don't have to, because of, of, of how sitcoms are 
and then also how they're looking at the universe as a kind of like every time that you see an episode it's like a different not multiverse but it's like a different like chain of this of this town that you're seeing right um you get a whole you know you don't have to start with episode one season one you can start with season 33 episode 12 or whatever right because right and, and yeah and that article is on uh is on vulture but uh yeah, i just wanted to mention it because i was like i literally saw the tweet and i was like oh, oh. Sid, you, Sid, you, you sent it out before you even read it you're like i haven't even read this shit yet but that's what i'm fucking talking about like, like, two years i've been saying this that they're back like and i was she was like how did you know like how like what she was like what did you feel like or like how, why did you say that, that you thought that they were good again I'm, because it it it's it, i used to an episode used to end and you just kind of, you know, it ended. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. You know, a couple jokes in there, right? And it just ended. All right, well, let me see what else is on. Whereas now the episodes end and your brain just knows that you watched a good story. And then your right. brain goes, that was pretty good. That was actually, you know what? That was actually really nice. Yeah. Um, And you just know. Like, you just know as a human that you saw something good. Um, And so, but then I think the article explains how, like, puts it into words why it, it's good again. But, uh, I'm gonna definitely yeah, read that article, and if it if it intrigues me, I think I'm gonna start watching The Simpsons again. Yeah, yeah, and I think it has a couple of listings of like uh, certain episodes that I think do a good job. I think, um, and I think all the ones that they list are um, like very indicative of, of of like how good the seasons have been. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's all I got this week. Um, oh, oh, one super last thing. Also, when you were talking to me, like I, I realized I started watching these, or you realized something. I um. I think I mentioned on here before that I, I, or maybe I haven't, that I will be scrolling on Facebook or Instagram and I'll be mesmerized by hydraulic press videos. Have I talked about those before? <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't the know ones if we where, have, but I'm, I'm with you. You know, the ones where they put something under a thing and it's like yeah. Skittles and then the Skittles just like squish out. So yeah. I, used to, I used to watch these, but what I, the, the thing that I'm on now, the wave that I'm on now is CGI reenactments of car crashes. So I don't know if you've seen these, but it's like it's, they do CGI versions of what happens when a car crashes into a wall at like 10 miles per hour. And they show it um, again at oh, yeah. 15 miles per hour. I saw one of a car going into the back of an 18-wheeler. Yes, yes, exactly. It's like, And then you just see like the 18-wheeler like 200 miles and it's like, whoosh, and it's just like a little thing. I, they all end the same. I cannot stop watching them. They're so like, <laughs> they're like, they're like visual ASMR of like, like catnip dude like it's it's um i mean i um i don't know how like, like sydney will be like what are you doing you watching your facebook videos i'm like well yeah look at this one this one's an 18 wheeler crashing <laughs> and an wheeler at 200 miles per hour <laughs> and she's like oh um, the fake one <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's cgi they just rig it it's just rigged right um, and so then I'm like, fascinated. I'm like, I'm like, I can't look away. I want to see what happens at 300, even though it's always the same, it's just like <laughs> balls of, of steel, just like, like, like merged together from speed. And I'm just like, wow, incredible, incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Cinema at its finest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they need to show this in a movie theater. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. But yeah, some, some, yeah. And then, yeah, like hydraulic press videos. I'm like, wow. Oh damn! Like that's a permanent marker. What's gonna happen? Oh, I crushed it. Oh, <laughs> oh I crushed it. <laughs> oh, those are the least satisfying. When it just like breaks, like all oh, of a sudden, like, yeah, like it's like nothing, 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 and then it's just gone. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The best are like candles because it like squish, and then it just like shoots out yeah. like these tubes, 
and I'm like, I'm yeah. gonna bite, I'm gonna bite the, that candle tube. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, that's the episode. Those, <laughs> yeah, those, those videos are cool. I don't know if they're as cool as the videos that Zion Williamson be watching, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> my man's down bad. Um, that man is crazy. But, <laughs> and he got put on blast in public. Um, that's rough. It's a cruel world. Uh, but if you want, if you want to catch the podcast, you can catch us at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us different animals podcast at gmail Um, As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you guys next week. Later. Peace.